There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, and I am so excited to be here another week to share with you. I often uh, really like these conversations because I feel like, you know, you really get to break away from all the rules with regards to algorithms and social media platforms. And, you know, it's a lot quicker to, to kind of speak out all these ideas and talk through things than it is to even write emails. Although I do enjoy doing um, all of those other things from social media content to emails. This is still very, very refreshing for me. So I really, really do enjoy it. And I'm hoping that it helps. Also, um, you know, one thing I thought about doing this week is beginning to focus a little bit on some of the issues that oftentimes cause us hangups as consultants uh, in practice day to day. And one of those that I found to be really, really common for a number of people is sales. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So, you know, like I said, sales is a topic that really tends to make many consultants uneasy. I mean, no matter your style for converting leads to clients through sales, whether it's in-person meetings or sales calls, or if you love to do email marketing, or if you have a highly converting website, whatever it is, sales typically is one of the most unpleasant parts of the job for many people. You know, I understand why that's the case. It definitely was also the same for me before. I can say that I've been able to overcome a lot of that, but sales definitely can be something that's a little different and unique to the entrepreneurial space. And so, you know, this often comes from the fact that we've had a negative experience or a negative viewpoint when it came to sales. And the thing about it is that however we view sales is often due to an experience that we've had in our own lives. So if you've ever felt pressured or you've ever felt pushed to make a purchase or you know, if you ever felt uncomfortable and unpleasant in a sales process, then you're not going to have a a good view or perception of sales in general. And so when you're told that you have to do it, you're not going to want to because all you remember is how you felt. You know, this is going to sound bad, but you know, whenever I'm looking for a car, for instance, I will go out of my way to research online for days upon end until I'm able to narrow my decision down. And by the time I get 
to the point of wanting to go to a car dealership, I usually have like a very short list of vehicles that I want to see. I actually know where they are in the inventory so they could take it to take me to it on the lot. So I do all of that because I know that as soon as I pull up into any car lot, depending on what what car you buy and of course, you know, some <laughs> some cars that are a little bit more expensive, they may not necessarily be chasing you down, you know, it's kind of like a a benefit or a pleasure to even be able to buy one. But in general, you know, someone is going to always be heading out the door just on a mission to really, I feel like, tie up my entire day. And so because I don't want to sit there and have someone just convince me why I need to make a $30,000, dollars $50,000 purchase on the spot, I hate that feeling. And so because I hate that feeling, it makes me uncomfortable when I think about sales. And so for me, this really shaped my initial perception of what sales actually meant. Then <laughs> I was actually thrown into the the job of being a consultant, having to master this process as a consultant. And I, I had it to learn how to navigate that effectively. And I needed to learn how to specifically sell face-to-face for me at the time when I started. And I thought that it was all about really figuring out a special technique that I needed to use. So I can tell you that I used to drive um, up to a site that was up in South Carolina. I actually live in Georgia. And so this was a particular hospital site. I'm a healthcare consultant. And I would drive up to this site in, in South Carolina. And as I was driving, I would listen to one of my favorite recordings as I rode along. And uh, this was actually the psychology of selling by Brian Tracy. So this is a very well-known book. You know, I feel like it's really become like a classic when it comes to sales. And I would actually listen to this recording and it was a recording from a conference that he did. So it was kind of pretty much the entire book, but in a conference webinar type format. So it was a lot better than the audiobook. Don't tell anyone, but it really was. If you could find that one, it, I highly recommend it. Um, but I love listening to this because I learned so much over that time as I would ride along. It was probably some of the early years when I became more and more interested in talk radio and podcast and whatnot, because I realized how much I could learn in such a short period of time, especially when I was doing something else that I had to do, like driving. And instead of just wasting time doing those moments, I could listen and learn. And so I would just tune in to uh, this particular book, The Psychology of Selling, and I would practice what I needed to say as I rode along and how I needed to say it and how to overcome objections, all of those things. But in all honesty, that's not where I found my actual breakthrough. My breakthrough didn't really come from that book, although that book taught me a lot. It definitely did. Now, I do not, through this episode, want to belittle in any shape, form, or fashion, the extensive training that actually goes into mastering sales. Because people who can actually do sales effectively and do it extremely well, they make a lot of money. They do well. They're very successful. They're the reason why a lot of businesses are thriving today. But I will actually argue, and I also believe, that one of the reasons why they do very, very well is actually for a completely different reason. And what I believe is that they unknowingly, or maybe knowingly, have mastered 
really three secrets to selling that I, that I want to share with you today, because I think that these are the things that they realize and that they know that makes the greatest impact on how someone decides to move forward. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to share these three secrets. I'm hoping that this information is going to be helpful as you are trying to grow your consulting business and thinking through the sales process. So one of the first things is that sales requires and results from human to human connection. It is a result of human to human connection. So there is a clear difference between the sales process in the business to consumer B2C space and the business to business or B2B space. There is a difference. I don't want you to leave here thinking that um, the sales process is the same no matter where you are. Those There are differences. But you can actually navigate both in a very similar fashion as long as you keep in mind that what you're doing is still making a human to human connection. And although there's training and education specifically around B2B marketing and B2B sales and how that differs from the B2C space and then the elements of value that are mapped out for the B2C space and B2B space, all these things have these clear designations as to how you're supposed to proceed with marketing, advertising, and sales. Although there are clear differences, most of those differences really lie in the actual journey. So it's how you navigate the journey and how you get to the decision-making process. But when it comes to the actual decision, really thinking about who is making the decision, that's still a human-to-human connection. And that's one of the reasons why even in the B2B space, you have to have and build relationships. That is key because you need to be able to speak on this human to human level and talk about things that are meaningful and important to the person that's actually going to be making the decision. And so you respect and appreciate the journey and the process. But at the end of the day, remembering that it is a human to human connection that matters. So you're sharing information really to help somebody determine what step they want to take next. And this decision that they're making is one that they need your help with. And it has to connect with them with regards to their needs and and their viewpoint. So even if this is someone who is in the B2B space, they need to actually still receive that connection or have that messaging resonate with them. And so it's always said that B2C decision-making is an emotional process that when you're talking to a consumer, they're going to buy and purchase based on emotion. So your sales should tap into the emotional aspect. And then you'll have to have people tell you that B2B is logically driven. So you have to use a lot of logic and it's going to be more analytical and you have to speak to more details and statistics and numbers and things of that nature. But In all honesty, if you actually look very, very closely, each conversation still speaks directly to the needs of a particular individual. You just have to figure out who you're talking to. The thing about this is that, for instance, in the B2B space, you may have a lot of stakeholders. They all may have different viewpoints, but how you speak to their viewpoint, which is still connected somewhat emotionally, you can actually move further and further through the the buyer's journey. 
A consumer may want to, for instance, get their nonprofit launch and off the ground. And it's much easier to appeal to their emotions of really fulfilling their mission and their purpose. The stakeholder in an organization, they're going to have a similar emotional connection. Oftentimes, they're still going to want to move the business forward, which can be somewhat emotional, or maybe it is more logical. But then oftentimes, they also want something else. So they also want to see, like I stated, the growth of the business for themselves, or they want to elevate their career presence, or there's something else that they need or desire. So even in those instances, you can find ways to really master authentically connecting with others. And when you're able to do this, you will have a greater ability to influence decision-making, including influencing sales. If you're finding yourself following all the successful accounts on Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube, and you're just trying to recreate their strategies, but haven't experienced much growth, or you're consistently sharing tons of helpful content within your industry, almost burning yourself out, but you're still struggling to get potential clients to see the value of the services that you offer. Or if you're reaching out to your network and even responding to requests for proposals, but it's just not driving the leads that you want and need. If that's the case, it's time for you to be seen as the expert expert that you are, it's time for you to make a greater impact. So here's the deal. Using a cookie cutter approach won't help you stand out from the crowd or attract the aligned clients that you need to build a profitable business and create the freedom you desire to live life on your own terms. Your expertise is unique and your approach should be also. That's why I created my signature program, Position to Excel, which is a highly focused, curriculum-based, personalized coaching program developed to help you accelerate the growth of your consulting business by creating a magnetic core offer, an expert personal brand to position your services to sell effectively. And unlike other programs that rely on traditional methods to attract leads, we develop a personalized approach to fill your pipeline without cold calls or reliance on referrals and RFPs. So if you're interested in taking your consulting business to the next level or starting and getting yours off the ground, visit www.excelaconsulting.com, apply for positions to excel, and let's get started. All right. So the second secret is that overcoming objections should be completely centered around helping people achieve the goal that they desire. So there's a a ton of sales scripts (laughs) that you can buy, right? And once you learn more about sales, I promise you, you will be able to spot certain techniques from like a mile away. And (laughs) while learning how to overcome objections is really an essential part of sales, it really is. So I do not want you to walk away thinking that this is not an essential part of the sales process, but it's really about more than just reciting commonly used scripts especially reciting these scripts when you run into any difficulty. What I found is that people fixate oftentimes on exactly what the script tells them to say. And so they get into these conversations and they're trying to regurgitate this information that's been mapped out, that's very generic, that doesn't necessarily speak in detail to the client's needs that they're working with. And they oftentimes will misdiagnose the the problem the prospect is facing because they are not actively listening to their concerns. And so the key is that you have to actively listen and really problem solve with them. That is what you're doing when you're overcoming objections. 
Your goal is not to make the decision for someone else. Overcoming objections is not a matter of just convincing someone to buy. Your goal is to really help them see that their desired goal, the thing that they want to achieve is possible. And you do that by simplifying the process, by alleviating the obstacles that may be standing in their way. So you're helping them solve this problem of figuring out how to get to that end result. But when you're new to this and still feel uneasy, it can be hard for you to do this in a way that seems to really win over the sale. So what I like to do is I like to teach clients how to use their content to speak to objections early on. So whether they're using social media, if they're on LinkedIn or if they're on Instagram or if they have a Facebook group or if they are doing sales more directly, or maybe they have a blog, Um, you know, those types of ways of communicating through content presents a unique opportunity for you to use that to speak to objections. And there is no rule out there that you have to wait until you get on a sales call. You don't have to wait to overcome these objections on a sales call. You know what the come ones are. You know that already. You know that typically someone is going to have an issue when it comes to cost. They're going to have an issue when it comes to time. Another one uh, is shared resources like a husband or a partner's support to make that financial decision. Or they may just be questioning their ability to carry it out. This is true even in the business to business space. They're thinking, do I have the resources? Do we? Is it in the budget? Is there a proper timeline for what we need to to uh, be in terms of the end result. All of those are common objections that many clients will have. So you can address those ahead of time. You don't have to wait until the sales call. It's really helpful when you're new to do it this way because some of the benefits of doing it is that you can address these things over and over again. You know, not just once because most people are not going to see your your content that you're putting out. Most people are not going to read that blog post the first time. So whether you're putting it in your blog post and your email, or if you're putting it on social media and your email, or you're you know going to uh, share some of this in a lecture or webinar that you're giving, there are different ways that you can continue to communicate this message that overcomes objections ahead of time, so that when you get in the meeting or when you get on a sales call then you will feel very comfortable doing this because you've communicated this over and over again. You learn how to build and create content from different perspectives. So then you become more adept to really being able to shift your messaging to speak directly to your potential client. You know, so it really helps you to navigate that process. You learn how to do it effectively you know, but it's also going to help you figure out what messaging works. Because when you're looking at how people respond to the content that you're putting out, some is going to respond better than others. So from that observation, then what you can actually do is understand better what people resonate with. And then you know how to better address it. That's going to help you land more sales. So don't make this difficult. You know, overcoming objections is not a difficult process. It's not anything that you need to stress over. The key is learning how to actively listen, problem solve, and then try your best to speak to many of these objections early on so that as you get more and more comfortable, this will be really nothing you have to give much thought to. You can simply help them work through how they're able to remove the obstacles that stand in their way. 
So this is the second thing is that people who truly have mastered the sales process, they are good at overcoming objections because they make sure that they stay completely centered around how they are going to help the person achieve their goals. So how they're going to you know, help them overcome all these barriers. And the third secret is that the, your comfort in being able to sell effectively into one, what some may say, sell aggressively. I don't believe in very aggressive sales. I would just say sell comfortably is that you need to believe that you can provide a valuable transformation. I mean, you have to believe this with your heart of hearts. You have to believe this. When I talk to clients and other consultants about sales, the one thing that often makes people uncomfortable is that they feel as if they are asking to have someone buy something that's really not needed. It's, it's almost like they feel as if they're asking for someone to buy a luxury item that is seen as unnecessary. Now, my first reminder is that people buy luxury items and they do that all the time, right? People want luxury items. So number one, that dispels that myth. But then two, the fact that you feel as if it's something that they don't need or they may not need or they may not see value of having and having really tells me that you don't have full belief in the value of the transformation that you're offering. The biggest concern that I hear people express is that they don't want to feel like they're taking advantage of someone. They don't want to feel like they're trying to get over on someone else. Right. Or they don't want to be seen as being self-serving because all those things we see as being negative. Those are the things that we don't like experiencing and they don't want to be seen that way. But this is not the case. It's definitely not the case for you because the difference is in those instances where you're taking advantage of someone and you're trying to get over on them. It's because you're not offering anything of value and you know that. And so that's what makes it negative. But when you're offering to help someone to solve a problem, to get over a hurdle, to advance, to grow, to build. Those are things that you should be excited to share. And you want to offer to help with no attachment to the decision. That's really what gives you the power in the sales process is not having that attachment. Because what you'll find is that your ability to become more confident And really being able to carry out this sales process will lead you to make more offers to people. It's going to lead you to offer your services to more people. And the more you make offers, the more sales you're going to make. That's how it works. One of the reasons why you're likely making fewer sales than you desire is because simply you're making fewer offers. So, I know some people don't like sales calls. (laughs) I get it. It's kind of awkward talking to somebody that you don't really know, but I actually enjoy sales calls or meetings. And there are a number of reasons why that's the case. I won't dive into it. But one is that I do feel strongly in you really building these relationships and nurturing uh, people before they get to the sales process. And that gives you comfort because you feel like you know the person that you're talking to and that they have an understanding of what you offer and who you are and what your values are and beliefs. And so it just makes it easier for you to connect because you have kind of pre-qualified people for this process. But it's also because I see it simply as a problem solving session. You know, I mentioned this before. I know that the solution that I provide, if it's a good fit, I know that it is one that can completely transform their lives or the life of their business. 
I believe that. When it comes to my signature program, Position to Excel, I believe that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to convince me. I believe it. And so I know how much I pour into the clients that I serve. I, I know how much energy I place into making sure that they have everything that they need and then being able to self-coach myself so that I stay focused on providing help to them in a very genuine way. And the fact that helping others actually is what has fueled my business over time. It really has. I'll be honest with you. Whenever I see a slump in my business, one of the first things I do is I go back and I I look at what I've been focusing on and what I've been doing, what have I been spending my time on. And typically, whenever I see a slump or a drop off, it, it directly correlates to times when I have moved away from focusing on serving others, when I've moved away from my mission and getting deeply connected and involved in carrying out that mission. My mission is to help increase the success and longevity of women in consulting. And so as long as I stay focused on that, as long as I'm doing things like this podcast right now and putting that information out there, teaching people how to be more comfortable with the sales process, sending out emails, having challenges, doing those things that I know will help from a genuine place without having any expectation or attachment to the outcome, business takes off. That is a fact. I will tell you that. And so I know that whenever I see those slumps, I need to go back and focus on how I'm using my time and where I'm placing my my energy. Because when I refocus my energy, the universe responds. I like to say God responds, but I often think that God, not often, I know that God controls the universe. So the universe responds. This was one of the reasons why two of my core values actually are faith and transformation. I have three. It's faith, integrity, and and transformation. But faith and transformation are are two core values that really help me in strengthening my faith in this process. And then my ability to drive deeper transformations from the fact that I'm staying focused in faith on those things that I set out to accomplish through my mission. All of that guys, my decision-making. So I'm not telling you to to adopt my values or beliefs. I'm telling you to to really live in yours. And the thing is that you want to be able to speak to what you offer, the services you provide with conviction. Because that confidence and that conviction, how you speak to it, what you believe, the, the result of that strong belief is the fact that you reassure potential clients that it is safe to invest in you. The more confident you feel about your ability to deliver a result, the more comfortable they feel about relinquishing some of their control and vulnerability to you. So if you feel uncomfortable with the sales process, if you feel uncomfortable with what you offer, if you feel uncomfortable with your services and asking for the sale, they're going to feel uncomfortable as well and they won't move forward. So what I want to encourage you to do, if you're feeling this right now, it may not erase itself overnight, but I want you to spend time focusing on your offer, focusing on the services you provide, study it, understand what you're really offering to them and how it impacts their lives in different ways. Build and optimize your offer. Every time I think about something 
that would be helpful for a client. Or even if I'm working with a client, like I, I actually was just updating, um, a slide set very recently and I had to put update that slide and send it out later in the day. And I told her the reason why I'm updating this is because it needed to be updated from a previous client's recommendation based upon the challenges that she faced in that moment. And so I'm always looking to add on to what I'm sharing through my curriculum so that it addresses the needs as best as I can. And I continuously do that. This is not revamping your offer. This is not changing everything around. It's making it better. Every little tweak that you can make to make it better, to make things clearer, to provide more information, to give more detail, to add more tools. Do it. Those are the things that are going to help you build an offer you can believe in and will help you provide excellent service. And if you do all those things, you will feel compelled You hear me compelled to share your services with others. So your sales are going to increase because you're going to feel secure and compelled to share about your services. So that means you're making more offers and it continues to go in that cycle. Right. So, you know, I feel like this is a good stopping place. I can talk about sales all day, (laughs) but I am not going to keep you tuning in for all that time. I, I do you know, I really feel strongly about these secrets to success. And, you know, just to recap, there are three secrets to effective sales that I really think will make the difference, all the difference in the world to you if you still feel uncomfortable about this part of the consulting process. And they are one that sales result from human to human connection. Two is that overcoming objections should be completely, always completely centered around helping people achieve the goal that they desire. So putting our personal agendas aside and focusing on what they desire and trying to help them navigate that process. And then last but not least, that your comfort in selling lies in your belief, the level of your belief that you have that you can provide a valuable transformation. So I I really hope that this conversation is helpful. I'd love to hear your feedback with regards to sales. If there's, you know, more content that you want me to cover with regards to sales, because um, there's so much to unpack when it comes to this process. And this is directly tied to your ability to generate revenue in your business and really reach this level of profitability. So Definitely, if you have any suggestions, feel free to share that with me via Instagram or LinkedIn. If you're not following me there, you definitely need to follow me there because I am constantly putting out content uh, on an almost daily basis. Uh, But definitely reach out, follow me there, send me a DM, share that information with me, your questions from this podcast. Let me know that you're a podcast listener. I love to hear from you guys because it lets me know that, you know, this message is reaching people. And so, so I just feel open to to definitely do that and, and share those thoughts um, along with me. And I'd love to share your insight and in, in your business on uh, my feed as well. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope it was helpful and I can't wait to talk to you again next time. All right, guys, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Console 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. 
Also, I love to hear from you. So let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit ExcelAtConsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.